I found out the first part is actually called Noah's Saga. They do eventually enter the Shadow Realm. That's good to hear. Because I was wondering when we would ever actually get to the Shadow Realm. You know, one day. And why they would call it Enter the Shadow Realm if there's no Shadow Realm to enter. I mean, there's always a Shadow Realm to enter. (laughs) There's always a Shadow Realm. There's always a man. There's There's always a Shadow Realm. (laughs) There's always a lighthouse. There's always a card game. (laughs) Bioshock, but it's Yu-Gi-Oh. I could get into that. That'd be an interesting mod. Imagine just like a big daddy and he's got like a beautiful art deco uh, dual disc coming out of his arm instead mm. of a, a giant drill. Yeah, I'm into that. Mr. Bubbles. I am into that. I'd, I'd call <laughs> him Dueling <daddy>. some splicers. <laughs> I think... I don't want to hear you say that again. I think the internet has ruined Bioshock for me because... <laughs> Now when I play Bioshock and they're like, look out, it's a big daddy. I don't think, oh no, I think, hmm. (laughs) God. A big daddy, you say. (laughs) Why are you saying these words that I have to hear with my human ears? (laughs) Um, I don't know if you're recording, but if you are, I want to tell you about... Tragically, yes. Okay, good. I want to tell you about... Um, a card Squarespace game? question question mark <laughs> no Casper mattresses uh no um I so, okay so Sainsbury's is a, a grocery chain here and for some reason in this this season the the reason for the season uh, as we enter into a new season of life there's Sainsbury's right right. <laughs> Uh, in autumn, I guess is what I'm trying to say, they do a Lego-sponsored collectible card game. Not game. What? Collectible cards. So so they partner with Lego, and with every purchase, every time you spend, I think it's five pounds, you get a booster pack of four Lego cards. And I'll, I'll hold them up to the camera here, but the... The listener can just what? go and like Google Sainsbury's Lego card. Um, I'm genuinely kind of mad. This isn't a thing in the U.S. No. So here's the thing. It's kind of actually disappointing. So every pack has at oh. least one uh, uh, shiny, I guess, for lack of a better term. It's a it's a vaguely holographic card, and then three like normal cards. And some of them. Uh, well, okay. Where do I even start with this? They all have different symbols, but the symbols don't appear to mean anything. There aren't any card game rules, although they're laid out sort of like a magic deck. Like they have the same sort of vibe as like a magic card, and they all have a name uh-huh. and a description and, and a number. There's 140 cards to collect, and that's the whole point: is you collect all 140 cards. And apparently these things go like gangbusters. Like Sainsbury's used to have a station where you could go just to meet up with other parents who were trying to trade cards for your shitty kids. That's used to oddly sell... wholesome. Yeah, kind of. They used to sell um, binders, I guess, to put cards in. But I just want to... I, what, I, I googled Sainsbury's Lego cards. I'm on Sainsbury's uh-huh. website. Uh, I'm, I found their Lego collect, Collectibles album 2020, which is like a little magazine uh-huh. uh, packed with 50 pages of fun facts, games, and puzzles. 
and you can learn all about where foods come from. Yeah, so there's a different theme every year, and this is about foods. But there's cards, I'm trying to figure out, like, the, the logic behind them, because, so, like, okay, so I have here, I have card 104, it's the reporter, I'll hold it up there for the camera mm-hmm. for you, Jimmy, uh, the text on the reporter says, this world written world-renowned reporter used all the tricks of the trade to get an incredible story that will shock the nation some parts of it are even true okay cool and it's a holographic card it's got like a reporter on it and reporter i choose you. there's like a green holographic background but then the symbol in the top left is a plus mm-hmm. two why? Plus two for what? Why plus two? I don't know. There's other cards that well, say plus clearly, two. There's other cards that are just an exclamation mark. There's other cards well, that clearly, are a Tyler, one. There's... You need to go and pay two and a half pounds to get the Lego Collectibles album that undoubtedly has all the rules. Uh, do I, though? Here's, here's my favorite so far, though. This is card number 122. It's got a swirly rainbow icon. It's called corn cob guy introducing corny mccobb he's an expert in bananas watermelons and those delicious little berries that grow in the woods he can't stand corn though and he's <laughs> what looks like tom he's Selleck. dressed as corn yeah he's dressed as corn he does um there's also a hot dog guy there's a pretty racist pinata kid um there's uh there's a monkey king card which this oh. is literally just it has the number one. Uh, the text on Monkey King says, "Ready to go bananas." The Monkey King sure is. When he's not busy ruling, he's a real party animal, and he'll banana you from his kingdom if you're not in the party mood. God, banana you. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I mean, maybe I do have to get the album. I guess I don't really want. I don't really want to. But so, like, there's also, okay, so there's those, and then there's cards that have a J on a diamond as the symbol. Oh, those are mine. You can just send those to me. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, They're all golden and shiny, from what I can tell, and they're just people. Like, this one is Sam. Sam's challenge is to taste every food under the sun just to find his favorite. There's got to be more to food than mustard and ketchup. And it's just a normal-looking dude holding a hot dog. Well, there you go. And then there's there's Lily. Lily is super curious to find out where her food comes from. She can't wait to try all the foods from different cultures around the world. But could anything ever be tastier than carrots? And it's just a normal-ass-looking lady holding a big old carrot. I mean, yes, many things are tastier than carrots. And like, Not to rag on carrots, they're good. I but guess. Like... But like, if this is a card game, what would the, what would the rules even be? Uh, why are you asking me? You're the guy in the UK. This, this is in your blood. This is your national heritage. I don't know. This was right kind of like just is Sainsbury's card. This is just like flung on me, I guess. Like I didn't realize that I was getting these when I was getting groceries. <laughs> so I just like all of a sudden had like 10 packs of cards handed to me. <laughs> uh, I just here in the Google search results, there's several videos you can click on. That undoubtedly explained the rules to you with an actual child there. 
Wait, really? People are doing these like unboxing videos where they're cracking oh. a pack and seeing what characters they See, get. See, I don't want a fucking unboxing video because that's just going to be somebody who's like, yay, I can't wait to collect all four <laughs> corncob guy variants. Like, <laughs> no, I want to I want to fucking tap Charizard. I, I want to tap some mana. <laughs> I want, <laughs> I want to I want to, you know, build a Lego that is a monster with attack points. Well, uh your challenge for the week then, Tyler, is to make your own magic cards featuring these little Lego characters uh, and give Hot Dog Guy some stats. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> How will your Hot dog guy match up against Diagraph Captain. Uh, I th- see. I think the thing is, is that Hot Dog Guy is Diagraph Captain. <laughs> this is before he died and was reanimated. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That this is the deep he's magic a, lore they don't tell you about. He's a red four four with vigilance, and I I can't think of any other magic terminology. <laughs> been too long it's been so long since i played magic uh hot dog guy in Yu-Gi-Oh would have uh 1200 attack 750 defense when he's flip summoned uh increase the attack of all warrior type monsters on the field by 300 warriors huh mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Is he like feeding the warriors hot dogs yeah. or what's he doing? That, no, that's exactly okay. it. <laughs> Maybe it would be say, a new... of all the cards you've mentioned, probably the one with the highest stats would probably be corn guy because creatures would try to attack him, but they can't because he's got the big puffy corn costume. I'm pretty like they would try and sink their claws into him and they would just get stuffing. I'm pretty certain there is effectively a corn cob guy Yu-Gi-Oh card. Yep. Here it is. <laughs> Papa corn, Papa hyphen corn, P A P A hyphen corn, or in Spanish, Papa maíz. Uh, Papa corn is just a corn oh. with a cape and a sword. Sure enough, he's got a corn mustache. Yep. <laughs> uh, while a field spell card is face up on the field, this card gains one thousand attack. Yeah. So that's a thing. So my work here is done. There you go. <laughs> All I had to Google was Yu-Gi-Oh corn. I had to be really careful with the spelling <laughs> there. Who <laughs> boy, that's one typo away from... Uh, uh, from your other from, search history. <laughs> <laughs> right, from just a few hours ago. <laughs> Got to get in the right mood to do this podcast. Well, you know, there's... There's a lot on DeviantArt these days. Do you want to actually talk about Yu-Gi-Oh? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think I think we better. Well, we let the fate decide. Huh? I just happen to have a chance cube here. Blue, it's the boy. Red. It's time to podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You Activated My Podcast, the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! Recap Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. This week, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 8, Courtroom Chaos, Part 2. 
The Deuce. <laughs> the second one. European Gigolo. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this one happened, huh? <laughs> Joey Wheeler, European Gigolo. Uh, what are some other, uh, what are some other good sequels? I'm trying to come up with like... The Squeakle. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> two Courtroom, Two Chaos. Uh... Courtroom Chaos, here we go again. <laughs> uh, did you hear, did you hear, so, uh, uh, Mel Johnson Gibson... Johnson Strikes Back. <laughs> thank you. Yes, there it is. Uh, did you hear Mel Gibson is making a Passion of the Christ sequel? I heard about this vaguely, yes. <laughs> yeah. What so, could it possibly be about? So, uh, fuck if I know. I mean, I guess after Christ rises and walks around a bit and then ascends to heaven, I guess. I guess. There's, there's some, you could make a movie out of that's that. That's kind of like, yeah, it's like, it's a, that's a road trip movie. Sure, why not? <laughs> Getting the gang back together. Uh, but my friend Aaron has been putting together polls of what the title oh, should be. That. Did you see this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So things things like uh, Two Passion, Two Christ, Passion of the Christ, I Still Know What You Did, Last Testament. <laughs> um, what were some of my favorites? Uh, Christ Ragnarok was pretty good. So, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's a, a movie about revelations. Ooh. The other time Christ Ooh. came to Earth <laughs> will come to... Hmm. Hmm. I mean, we already got that Nick Cage uh, Left Behind movie. God, I keep trying to forget that that's a thing. I completely forgot the name of it until like two seconds ago. (sighs) You know, it's fine. It's fine. I've been to his grave. He's not there yet, but I've been to it. (laughs) The psychic imprint emanating backwards in time of Nick Cage in his pyramid tomb. Nick Cage would be a really interesting choice for the live action Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> as Yami Yugi? Yeah, like Nick Cage as Yami Yugi and like I don't know, Alden Ehrenreich for little Yugi. Like someone exceedingly normal. Maybe Alden Ehrenreich's the wrong choice. The real trick would be getting his hair right. Tim- Timothy Chalamet as little Yugi. <laughs> <laughs> He's in everything these days. He Florence is. Florence Pugh is tail. He looks young enough. <laughs> uh, who's the rest of the cast from Little Women? <laughs> we just the get ro- Greta. We just get Greta Gerwig to direct Yu Gi Oh the movie. Uh, the Rock is Odeon. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I could get behind that. That'd be pretty good. Uh, who would play? Who would play Merrick? In our exceedingly normcore casting. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who could be smug enough. Yeah, you would need somebody who... Well, here's the thing is you would need somebody who's smug. But like that's their only way of signaling that they're dangerous. Because if they're, if they're playing yeah. opposite like like Chalamet and Pew, you know, they, they need to be like very subtle very exacting sort of facial expressions chalamet and pew is my favorite shoegaze band <laughs> uh really great soundcloud um it would have to be 
Okay, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that we should fuck the gender norms and cast uh, Cara Delevingne as Yugi as Ma- as as uh, Merrick. Sure. Specifically because of the eyebrows. <laughs> a mean eyebrow game. And I, I think she could pull off those facial expressions. Important for Merrick. Very important. Uh, anyway, that's not what this episode is about. We're talking about Courtroom Chaos Part 2. Interesting translated title here. Gamble to Victory. I like it. I like it. It's very like on uh, on theme for this episode. Yeah. Uh, I can see why they changed it, though, because parents would throw a hissy fit if they caught their kids watching something called Gamble to Victory. Gambling? In my good Christian card game? (laughs) In my good ancient Egyptian card game show? It's more likely than you think. Uh, Yeah, so the translated title, Gamble to Victory, the summary says, Joey attempts to pull through with several luck-based cards, but Johnson's cheating tactics ruin all his chances until an angry Noah puts a stop to him. Uh, speaking of biblical history, uh, you'd better watch out if Noah gets angry. That yeah. means bad times are afoot. Yeah, Noah... <laughs> Noah's... I mean, he's already on an ark. They are Also, they're all technically underwater still, aren't they? Are they underwater? Or are they on water? Is everything, I don't even remember. Is everything Did, slowly rocking? I'm trying to remember if the giant ship that they're in, like, took off. It did, didn't it? Into the air? I'm trying to remember, because it was a submarine. Uh Uh-huh. And then it popped out of the ocean and captured the blimp. I think it's just on the surface. They might be, okay, they might be underwater. Because I was thinking that would be really strange if their balance was getting constantly thrown off by the waves, right? Yeah, yeah, everyone just gets motion sick. Yeah, because like the digital world, okay, the fine, you can make it look like you're somewhere else, but that's not going to adjust your sense of balance, is it? Yeah, it's not going to change gravity. Unless the digital world is constantly counter-rocking with I feel waves? like you would still notice that. Yeah. Like your inner ear is pretty sensitive. I feel like no matter how you change this digital world to anti to like press against the the motion of the ocean you're still gonna have some disconnect between what you're seeing and what you're feeling you gotta you gotta go with the everyone's motion gonna of the ocean, react dude. like <laughs> everyone's gonna react like they're trying to read a book on a windy road yeah like <laughs> god these these poor people just can't catch a break they're in a virtual world they can't eat anything they can't go poop anywhere <laughs> like <laughs> Boy, now they gotta throw what up all the time. What happens if they did go poop it somewhere? Noah would show up and be like, hey, don't poop. And they're like, but it's a virtual toilet. And he's like, yeah, but it's not real. We, I have to clean that up. I think, I think Jimmy, I think we've just solved uh, fucking Saw 12 or whatever the fuck it's going to be, right? Where Saw has to build a virtual reality environment and trap people in it. Just, just take a shit. Just... <laughs> Just drop a big old deuce, and then the guy oh, with the Do you want to play a game? Oh, don't do that. Oh, God, why? Oh, God, please. Oh. Come on, guys. I know you're scared, but come on, work with me here. You play a game, I just wanted to play a game. 
<laughs> this game is called. Playing my game now, Jigsaw. Oh no! Oh God, why? <laughs> this game is called IBS. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go in there with a mop after this. I ate a lot of cheese before you trapped me. <laughs> Why did I think this was a good idea? I could have at least gotten a, like a rented porta potty or something in this abandoned warehouse. <laughs> oh my god! Of course, I mean after after this year, the the Saw sequel is just going to be putting six people from different households within two meters of each other. <laughs> And making them stay there, and then do you want and to then, play a game? And then one of them <laughs> has to, to make supermarket. And then one of them has to make a phone call, and that's just all the anxiety. They have to call a stranger to inquire about some very delicate tax issue. <laughs> they have to set up an appointment to go to the doctor. Oh God! Uh, anyway. my literal, my little nightmare. Um, Back to Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we're picking up from the end of Courtroom Chaos Part Un. Un Courtroom Chaos, uh, wherein the Big Five's lawyer, Johnson, has taken the guise of Judge Man and challenged Joey to an Ace Attorney-style courtroom battle drama. What if, like, a regular duel, except uh, in a courtroom, because he's a big fucking nerd? Yeah, that's that's effectively it. I uh, I keep sorry. I keep getting distracted because I keep reading the title "Courtroom Chaos," and my favorite band, Motion City Soundtrack, has a song where there's a lyric that says, "There's chaos in the courtroom, and the left side's all upset that the right side wants a summer home and knows we can't afford it." And I keep that gets like stuck in my head every time I read Courtroom Chaos. So I'm just going <laughs> to scroll down in our doc a little bit. So I only keep read Gamble to Victory. And if I misname this episode at some point, eh, it's fine. Uh, what? Where does this episode actually start, Jimmy? Uh, when last we met our heroes, Joey was I forget what card he, cards he had out. So I don't know. But eh, Yugi eh. and Taya just walked through a door in an iceberg and joined him. And he goes like, "Hey, welcome. Uh, you've just uh, you're just in time for the show where I wipe the floor with this guy." And I'm he gestures this at ass. he gestures at all of the monsters he doesn't have on the field. <laughs> this is the field where I grow my monsters. See that it is barren. <laughs> uh, the the first line that Judge Man slash Johnson has was really good. He goes, "So far, all of the evidence points to your defeat." I find you guilty of poor dueling. And then he bangs the gavel. <laughs> I noticed it a lot during this episode in particular. Every time it zooms in on Judge Man's face, it's like part his face and part Johnson's face. Mm-hmm. Which we haven't really seen the other big five doing. No, we got it a bit with Gansley. A little I guess bit. they did more of like a more of like a half and half like uh like a split screen thing with Gansley. Mm-hmm. I think if they'd done it with Crump, it would have looked really weird. It would have looked very weird because it'd be like half penguin face. Yeah. But here it kind of works because Judge Man has like a, a humanoid mm. face. But yeah, it, it's there's a lot of it. Um, Joey, I'm trying to remember, does he have any cards out on the field? I don't think he does. Well, he, he does plays, now. He does now. He plays Panther Warrior and he plays a card face down. 
Judge Man plays a, a new magic card that we haven't seen before called Leading Question, which boosts the attack of fusion monsters specifically. Uh, and jo- Joey, <laughs> Joey, his first line is not so fast, Mister Tall, Doc, and Gruesome. I wonder when that became a popular, like verbiage in, like culture. Gruesome? Tall, dark, and handsome. Oh, because tall, dark, like, and handsome. Yeah, because that I feel like it's parodied a lot, and especially like kids shows and stuff. But I wonder when and how that became like a thing people say. Hmm. Uh, the Wikipedia page, tall, dark, and handsome says uh, that the term came to prominent use in the early 1900s and was commonly used in Hollywood during the 1920s to describe Rudolph uh. Valentino. Oh. oh Rudolph Valentino. Wait, do you not uh, know who Rudolph Valentino is? I don't know who Rudolph Valentino is. Should I know who Rudolph Valentino is? You should. He's one of the most famous uh, actors of the early 20th century. So known for being tall, dark, and handsome. Oh, okay. I'm reading through his his uh, his uh, filmography here. Yeah, I haven't seen any of these. I need to we get on it. We went to film school together, Tyler. You should know who he is. We went to a we went to a <laughs> Christian film school. <laughs> um, Fair. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Uh, I'm I looking at his, to do today. I'm looking at his picture. Does he not look like Johnson? Or does Johnson not look like him? I guess I should ask. Uh, Rudolph Rudolph Valentino just put some glasses on him. Kind of looks like Johnson. I could kind of see it. He's got the right hair. Got the right hair. The um, the the, the, the long nose, the jaw, the the sort of big ears. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. Uh so okay. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that's going, but uh, so he says, yeah, not so fast, Mr. Tall, Dark, and Gruesome. I, what I thought you were asking, Jimmy, is the word gruesome is brought up a bunch here, and I don't know if that's like, maybe that's on like Joey's word of the day calendar. It's just like usually one of those things that you say in place of Tall, Dark, and Handsome because it kind of sounds similar. I guess, but he says it, he says gruesome again separately, like three times in this episode. <laughs> that maybe was on the writer's word of the day calendar yeah and it was yeah. just like he had like a day to write out this whole script and it was like i guess he had the word gruesome on the the mind because he just <laughs> sure. saw it recently so he'll, he'll put it in the script ah fair uh so joey says that line and then he plays the card skull dice which he's played before uh, where he rolls a six-sided die and then removes that many hundred attack points from an attacking monster. Um, Judge Man has a, a Camion Wizard attacking at this point. And so he rolls it, and it wiggles and jiggles and, and spins, and it lands on the one. So Camion uh-huh. Wizard only loses a uh, hundred attack points. And then we get a close-up of Johnson saying, ah ha ha, in my digital realm, I, def- I control the odds or whatever, uh, which he goes into more detail on later. But we, we get sort of a, a wink at the camera. Uh, Joey draws another card, or he looks at his cards, and he's kind of taking stock of like what he has left, which is not much. 
the only monster in his card or monster card in his hand at this point is Swordsman of Landstar. Our chunky little friend. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I don't know. He's not exactly king of the monsters, which like (laughs) is kind of mean, actually. I don't think Swordsman of Landstar deserves that. Rude. He is. I mean, he is a a bean. (laughs) He is a little bean man. But still. Beans beans deserve. You can do some work out there. Freaky Deekies need love, too. Uh, and what else happens here? He draws and plays Graceful Dice. Yes, this is the one that boosts his own attack power, right? Yes, yeah. So he has a boost Swordsman of Landstar's attack power. Uh, and he rolls and gets another one. Yeah, it zooms in on the the die as he's rolling it and it like comes to a halt and then it jiggles a bunch some more and then lands on one and it's very obvious that these are rigged because it's like in star wars episode one when watto rolls the chance cube and then qui-gon like uses a force on it i had forgotten about that i saw i saw that in your notes and i couldn't remember that scene but yeah it's totally the uh the jedi the jedi force trick Mm mm-hmm Force uh, trick. <laughs> I don't know. What do you call it? Like, what would you call it? It's Jedi's fucking cheating at dice. It's <laughs> just using the force. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, so Johnson slash Judgeman at this point has enough life points because he gains life points thanks to um, uh, one of his cards that I'm forgetting the name of, but he has a card out where every time Camion Wizard attacks, he gets life points. So he has yeah. enough life points at this point to use his Deckmaster ability again, which is called Clear the Courtroom, uh, and it removes all of Joey's monsters from the field. So goodbye, Panther Warrior. Goodbye, Swordsman of Landstar. Um, goodbye, Joey? Question mark. Potentially. Potentially. Uh, he plays... Uh, uh, pardon me. Johnson plays Pot of Greed to draw two more cards, and then he does. And he does it in this way that I, I don't think we've really seen before in the show where it's somebody just really like basking in the fact that they have cards. Yeah, Does that he's make really sense? making fun of Joey for like being in a tight spot. Where he's like, ah, pot of greed. Bet you wish this you had this card to... right now. <laughs> you know why? It would allow you to draw two more cards. I bet, I bet what you wish you could do right now is, uh, Draw two more cards, huh, Joey? Well, this card lets me draw two cards. Did you read the text? It's pot of greed. Look what I'm gonna do. Ooh, ah, I'm playing it. And I'm now playing I'm pot of greed. I'm gonna draw one card. Bet you wish you had one more card, huh? And now I'm gonna draw up. Uh, what is that? A second card. <laughs> this scene would be so much better if he's spoken in exactly that voice. <laughs> <laughs> Just to like Five minutes making fun of Joey while playing Pot of Greed. There's there's really there are two there are two very distinct dual styles happening here. Cause everything that Joey says and does in this duel is he's like, and I'm gonna win with the power of friendship. I don't know why I gave him like a weird lisp all of a sudden. I can't do a New York accent today. Yeah. Uh yeah, she uh, and I'm gonna That's win with Chicago. With the- <laughs> You're going too far west. <laughs> oh no, oh no, go back. <laughs> Yeah, dude. See, I'm gonna no, that's California. Sorry. Um, so he 
he he does this thing where everything he does is like shouting and and determined and i'm gonna win through the power of of god and anime and i i'm gonna i'm gonna use my friendship to defeat you fair and square and i'm gonna roll this dice and this will be final and then johnson's like wish you could be uh, don't, don't you wish uh, you could do this right now oh man i really wish you could see the cards that i had <laughs> oh wow yeah this is gonna be <laughs> wow so in response to him playing pot of greed joey actually done then plays gamble yes. uh this is a, a card i don't know if we've seen it before but Mm-mm. it lets him toss a coin and if he wins it lets him draw five cards so he's like ah you may be able to draw two cards but watch this i'll be able to draw five cards and, and Johnson's like, oh, really? <laughs> Where does he get the coin from? Does right? it just appear? I don't know that we see it. He's just all of a sudden flipping a coin. And and a- while, while he does it, like Yugi, Yugi mansplains this card to Taya, but I think Taya gets the gist. Uh, it It's not one that he brought with him, right? The coin? No. Because this well, could this have... Is clearly a virtual coin because of what happens next. It's a Bitcoin, Tyler. Oh, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Hey, every now and then... His... Every now and then there's a joke that I wish I'd thought of. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't actually exist. Uh, but he flips it and, like, zooms in on Johnson and his inner monologue. Uh, he goes, oh, ho, ho. Uh, because this is all virtual and this is my virtual courtroom, I'm in control of everything in here, including the dice and the coin flips. He has been, because it's all digital, he's been manipulating mm-hmm. probability this whole time, which is why he Joey rolled all those ones earlier, because he is able to manipulate how the dice rolls, how the coin is tossed, uh, everything in here, because it's all fake. It's not real. For everyone listening to the show who is as into watching speedruns as I am, the analogy here would be Joey is praying to RN Jesus. <laughs> Johnson is RN Jesus. <laughs> for the sake of argument here, Johnson is, for all intents and purposes, RN Jesus. <laughs> but but this is where I was going with this, is this problem would have been solved if the coin was just like one that Joey had on him. Yeah. But it's all, I don't know where this coin came from. I think it is just virtual. And it would stand to reason that Joey had a coin on him because he, he does shit like this. Like this is his, his shtick, right? Is, is coin tosses and, and dice, uh, rolling, dice, dice throws. And yeah. Yugi definitely has a coin on him. Yeah. I mean, we get to see the coin itself too. And on one side is just blank, and the other has the um, Millennium Eye motif. Right. So, I guess okay, yeah. No, I well, I because of what happens, I guess it does have to be yeah. virtual. Anyway, this is why you get analog coins, kids. <laughs> this is why you have a fair and unbiased referee, and you don't hold your card games in a freaking uh, virtual world. <laughs> right. Well, I don't know that we can blame the victims here. No. Uh That's so okay, so so he he flips the coin and whilst it's in the 
air, we cut away. Yeah. Uh, and we get to see the Kaiba brothers. Yay, Super Kaiba bros, they, they go are... through a door. They walk through a door, they're on a beautiful beach at sunset. Um, there's some, it, it pans over the beach and there's some like spiny dead thing like washed up on the beach that we oh, yeah. glimpse for like a couple of frames and then it's just gone. What was that? Was that like a dead duel monster? It was like a, <laughs> I don't know. It looked like some, like a, like a spiny shell or ah, like a dry dead bones. fish or something. <laughs> it's dry, dry Bowser. Bones. Dry Bowser sunbathing. <laughs> Bleaching his bones. Um, so they show up on a beach. Uh, Mokuba kind of complains that they're just on a virtual beach and he's sick of being in like a virtual forest and he doesn't want to be in a virtual beach and he doesn't want to be in a virtual mountain or whatever. He just wants to be yeah. in a regular place. And Seto is, and then he's like, okay, I was just getting that out of my system. I'll shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like very mature of Mokuba to just be like, hang on, real quick. Just going to freak out for like 30 seconds and then I'm hold, good to go. Hold on. Hold on. One second, please. Fuck. Okay. I'm good. Sorry, I wish I, I wish I had the forethought to, to be that uh, communicative about my. Your mental health. <laughs> my mental health. Just, hey, just real quick. Just going to go, uh, just going to go scream at nothing in particular about uh, everything in general and then I'll be good. <laughs> uh, that is fine. And then Seto is just kind of looking around. He yells for Noah to show himself that he has no idea who he's dealing with. All the standard stuff. Um, yeah, and then we cut back to the duel. Yep. Uh, Joey's coin, uh, he, he catches it. I don't know. Okay. I don't understand how this is a legal way of doing it. He tosses the coin. He catches it in his hand. He holds it in his hand, like, triumphantly for a while, and then he slams it down on his, like, other hand, or, or, or is it the dual disc? No. It's, the, like, the back of his wrist. Yeah, the, ba- the back of his other wrist. But, like, he holds it there an incredibly long time. He could definitely be manipulating the coin in that space of time. <laughs> is Joey smart enough to do that? No. No, Should but... he? Yes. Probably. Yeah. Learn some sleight of hand tricks. I mean, it wouldn't matter in this case because, again, it's a digital coin. But, like, mm-hmm. still, I think it would behoove him to join the uh, the the David Blaine master class. <laughs> Joey Wheeler, mind freak. <laughs> he just starts floating up in the air. <laughs> he has flame swordsmen light him on fire. <laughs> and then he disappears. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so the coin lands on tails. Yes. Uh, well, pardon me. He, at first, he has to call what he wants it to be. He says heads. So if it is heads, he gets to draw five cards. If it's tails, he has to skip his next turn. And it is tails, so he has to skip his next turn. Womp, womp, womp. We get another close-up of Johnson. Johnson's being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> a Johnson. Got it? Hey. 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 Yeah. Uh Joey is mad and he just plays scapegoat because he has nothing else he can play. Uh I I really like that Joey continues to complain about scapegoat as a card. Like he doesn't 
ever quite seemed to like appreciate scapegoat as being a decent card, but yeah, he it always protects picks him an it. awful lot. It protects him an awful lot. I don't, I can't think of a duel where he has not played scapegoat maybe against bones. Like before he had it, he does play it a lot. He plays it so much. And every time he's like, nah, okay, I guess I'll play this. I guess I'll play freaking scapegoat again. Like just stop picking it. If you don't like it <laughs> or stop complaining about it. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, so then it's judge man's turn again. What does judge man do? Uh, he brings out a couple things that I forget what they are, but he then uses polymerization to combine them together to make Dragoness the Wicked Knight. Yeah. Oh, I have it written down here. He played Reinforcement of the Army, which lets him add a warrior card to his hand. I don't. I didn't write down the name of the warrior card. It was one of those that's like Reinforcements. It's like adjective warrior. And then Something he like that. then he polymerizes it with um. Uh, fucking something else in his hand. I didn't write that part down, but yeah, Dragoness, matter. Dragoness, the Wicked Knight is a Yu-Gi-Oh ass Yu-Gi-Oh card. <laughs> it's literally just uh, a tall armored woman. Yeah, like ask ask your parents to draw a Yu-Gi-Oh, and that's what it call that. That's what they'll come up with. Yeah. And, no, but he uh, still has leading question out, and because yes. it's a fusion monster, uh, its attack points are boosted, and so they attack Joey and take out his scapegoats. Uh, two of the scapegoats, because scapegoat is is four goats, <laughs> <laughs> which can each take uh, one hit, I guess. Yeah. So, so yeah, good. so they take out half. Uh, Joey is mad. And he like slams the railing in anger, and he's like, "Note to self: Do not punch virtual railing." <laughs> it's such a like, it's such a Shinji uh, from like Evangelion uh, uh, moment, where he has that brief moment of anger and then immediately regrets it and is sad. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, we cut over to Yugi for a second, and in Yugi's mm-hmm. mind, Yam Yugi is like, "I can sense that." Johnson has been controlling the outcomes since we entered this room. I've been able to sense it. It's like, what? Fucking, how does that work? Ha, yeah. How? Like, is this one of your powers, Pharaoh? Or are you like, are you a fucking narc? <laughs> is how, how is magic interfacing with technology here? Is that's is what this, I want to know. Is this all that like anti-cheating software in a video game is? Do they just have the spirit <laughs> have of a pharaoh in there? In there. <laughs> uh, hang on, gotta load up the pharaoh before I play COD. Hold up, that man is wall hacking. <laughs> I banish you from the server. Oh, oh my god, did you see, uh, I am for- gonna forget the name of the person now, but a, a programmer uh, and I guess former game hacker made a call of duty hack and like marketed it and paid for Google ads advertising it as like, here's the new hack. That's going to like, let you do all the, I don't know, fucking headshots and like, uh, wall clips and stuff. That man is aimbotting. Uh, but <laughs> the actual code of the hack actually just makes cheaters kill themselves in weird ways. 
<laughs> I did not like it, see in, this. It, in the game, not in real life. It's not one of those. Yeah. It's not one of those uh, uh, horror movie scenarios. You die but in the game. You die in real life. I watched a video of it, and it's so hilarious because one of the parts of the hack is it saves logs of all the games where people use this hack. So this guy has video of cheaters using his software to try and cheat, and then getting completely owned. <laughs> Wait, it sends him sends the footage to him. Yeah, so I guess I guess in the new Call of Duty, there's a thing that's like, it, basically they just export the logs of the game as like a I don't know like a CSV file or something, and then in Call of Duty you can load that text file back in and it like recreates oh, and it just the game has all the actions that all the players have. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. So so you can basically just like jump around to different different people in the match and stuff. Um, but so he, the video is just him showing off a bunch of different things. And one of them is really funny. There's a level that's on a, it's like a, like a, a diehard type high rise and there's like construction and stuff. And there's a few parts of the level that are just open to the air and you're like 40 stories up or something. And so one is just, if you're using the cheat and you walk next to that part where you can just jump off the building, uh, <laughs> you get hit by an invisible flashbang and walk yourself off the building. <laughs> Please send this video to me. I'll find it. It's so funny. Okay. It's, it, it's, it's a lot of shit like that. But um, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Big Yugi is the, is the cheat police. <laughs> so <laughs> Yami Yugi senses his, his hack sores. Uh, but before he can boot him from the server... Noah rises in. <laughs> yep, just just uh, he he uh, he he gets beamed up, Scotty. Or he beams what's down. The, what? Yeah. What's the effect here? Uh, it's very like next generation transporter kind of l- light and particle effects as yeah. he like rises in. A- appears, yeah. Uh, and he is upset at Johnson. Oh, and, it cuts away to the Kyber oh, brothers. Oh, that's right. Who come across this like random CRT TV in the sand yeah. showing Yugi's duel. That's and right. And they see Noah on it. What? They're, they're, they're just like they're just like walking along, and out of the corner of his eye, Sato sees this <laughs> this fucking twenty inch television. <laughs> it, it's very like. Um, just like a like a surreal painting, yeah. Like like, like a just you can see you can just imagine how it would be just like a like a beautiful landscape of this this beautiful ocean and beach scene, and then like this TV just sitting there in the sand, partially obscured. Presumably, Noah did the level design in this virtual world, right? Yeah. So, like, is this area his blue period? Like, is this, like, is this, like, supposed to mean something, man? Maybe he just has just a random drop-down menu of Gmod uh, objects, <laughs> and he just, like, dropped them, scattered them randomly about the level. Maybe it was supposed to be something else, like he had, like, a whole house set up, and he uh, tried to select all the objects to delete them, but missed one. <laughs> he misclicked and deleted the house, and was like, ah, eh, fuck it. Eh, I'll just, just leave this TV there. I'll come back to this. He's got a he's got a GitHub issue filed away somewhere. Uh, okay, so so then they watch Noah on it, right? Yeah. 
Noah shows up and he's like, Johnson, I'm mad because you are cheating this duel by controlling the dice rolls. And no one is surprised. No one is surprised. And Big Yugi goes, aha. And little Yugi goes, huh. And Joey uh-huh. goes, so he was cheating. <laughs> he was tampering with the dice. How about I tamper with your face? <laughs> Wait, does he say that? He does say that. Yeah, I wrote that down. That's a really, that's a really good line. I missed that. Uh, anyway, Noah is very mad with Johnson because if the Big Five cheat in their duels against these children, he can't prove that he's better and more deserving than Kaiba is of the Kaiba Corporation. Right. And you get a, you get a shot of uh, of Seto hearing this and be like, more deserving? The fuck? <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? Um, and like, dude, you're clearly already kidnapped a bunch of children who are unrelated to your goal here and are making them duel for their eternal body, your, their minds and their bodies. You're clearly not the good guy in this scenario. Yeah, he's trying to pull like an honor among thieves kind of gambit, right? Like, yeah, which he's trying to show off like that he is much better and more deserving than Kaiba. Um, he wants to prove specifically. He says he wants to prove to Gozaburo that he should have left the company to him, and Kaiba right. is baffled at this, seeing this on the TV because he's like. What are you talking about? Gozaburo has been missing for like five years. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, wait a second. Gozaburo, like, can't, you can't prove anything to Gozaburo because Gozaburo's not around. Also, who are you? Yeah, who is this guy? Who is this random angry child? Um, and so back to the duel, Noah is about to just straight up delete Johnson and call off the, the game. But Joey interrupts, and Noah's like, what? And he's, Joey wants the duel to continue to prove that he doesn't let frauds beat him. <sighs> yeah, all right, he wants Joey. wants to prove he has honor by putting his own, like, entire, like, eternal soul on the line here. And... <sighs> Fucking, like... He's saying, like... I'm at a disadvantage and he's been cheating up to this point. But if we play fair and square, I'm going to prove that, that, uh, right makes might. <laughs> Cheaters never win. I, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. And Noah's all right, like, <laughs> you can like see the question marks floating above Noah's head, but he was like, all right, if you want to keep going, I guess I'll let you, uh, bye. Whoop. And he derezzes. Again, a cool effect that I like. Yeah. Uh, um, and then they they go back to dueling? They go back to dueling, and Johnson says, Your mind will be sentenced to wander this cyber universe for all eternity without bail. <laughs> <laughs> I love Johnson's delivery of these lines, because... Like, for, for the listeners who haven't watched this episode, the way that Jimmy is delivering them is like spot on Johnson delivers these with very little emotion except he's doing it with the the judge man like voice filter on top of it yeah so like, you get like Johnson's voice plus judge man's voice yeah it's kind together. of like an echoey deepening effect so it's more like your mind will be sentenced to wander the cyber universe for all eternity without bail 
<laughs> just a very bored Bane. Yeah, <laughs> Bane if he is just like it's calling for a pizza. Chaos. Hello, Batman. Yes, it is me, Bane. I am here to win a legal battle plus a card game against you. <laughs> uh, so, so the duel okay, so continues. The duel resumes. Court court is in session. Uh, and Joey draws Pot of Greed. Hey, look at that. And, and explains what it does again. It lets him draw two <laughs> cards. Just in case you forgot what Pot of Greed does in the 15 minutes since the last time we saw it. Right, just in case. Uh, he moves Flame Swordsman, his deck master, to the field. Gives him the card Burning Soul Sword. A soul still burns. <laughs> Uh, but he can't and, use it without uh, sacrificing a monster, apparently. Right. Yeah, there's there's a long back and forth on this where Johnson's like, hey, uh, doesn't doesn't that card only work if you sacrifice a monster? And Joey goes, yes, this card boosts the attack of any monster wielding it as soon as I sacrifice a monster, and that's the amount of attack points that will boost its attack by, and, and that is the monster that will be powerful enough to beat you. And he's like... You know, very sort of forceful, and, and Johnson goes, oh, "Aren't you? Uh, aren't you forgetting anything? Uh, anything about that card?" And Joey goes, "No, I'm not forgetting anything about this card. Here's exactly what it does, and I will beat you." And then Johnson goes, uh, "What? Uh, what monster are you going to sacrifice?" And Joey doesn't have any other monsters. Oops, whoopsie! But he then plays. I didn't even write down the name of this card. Yeah, me oh, yeah, neither. You um, oh, no, you oh, here it is. Here it is. Arduous Decision is the magic card that he pulls. Cool. Uh, Great. And so it lets him draw two more cards from his deck, but then Johnson has to blindly pick which of the two he plays. He holds both of them, one in each hand, and if he if he picks a monster, Joey can then sacrifice it and win the duel. If he doesn't, he will just lose because he won't have any way to fight up, fight against Johnson. He's going to die the next turn and right. have his mind sacrificed to this. <laughs> What's the line? His mind will be sentenced to wander the cyber universe for all eternity. Without bail. Without bail. <laughs> so once again, Although, he's leaving it all up to chance. Yeah, exactly. This, this part really reminds me of my favorite line from The Office. Uh, where Michael Scott's talking about going to the the blockbuster and having to choose between getting Sophie's Choice and Rosemary's Baby, <laughs> he just he just couldn't decide, and he's like, "Man, they, there really should be a term for that." <laughs> God. Um, and so he's like, "All right, Johnson, now that you can't cheat, you gotta pick which one you you want me to to use." And Johnson's like, "The one in your left hand." And he's like, are you sure? Last chance. And he's like, yes, I'm very sure. I've done this before. Uh, yeah, specifically, it's because Joey says, are you sure twice? And Johnson reads that as hesitation, meaning that he doesn't want Johnson to pick the card in his left hand. So, <laughs> so that's the like, card that he should pick. Wait, no, right. And so he switches at the last second. And because of this, uh, he picks Goblin Attack Force, which is a monster. And so Joey is then able to play Goblin Attack Force, sacrifice Goblin Attack Force, Flame Swordsman powers up, lands the killing blow, 
and he wins. Hooray! Uh, Johnson can't believe it, and he says, I once convinced a jury that a man terrified of water stole a boat. How could I have been outwitted? <laughs> I fucking, I love that line so much. I had to go back and rewatch that line like three times. <laughs> Cause it's such a it's a it's a good moment too. Like like Flame Swordsman turns fucking like gold, right? Like the, yeah. the sword boosts him so much, he and he makes that Saiyan. like killing blow. <laughs> and Johnson's like actively being ripped to sh- digital shreds, <laughs> and he goes, "No, this can't be. I never lose in the courtroom. I once convinced the jury that a man was terrified of water was stole a boat." <laughs> As if, as if that is the biggest lie that any human could possibly muster. It's just so out of nowhere. And I it's just a weird thing. And it's just like, <laughs> like I get where he's coming from. He's saying that he's very good at lying, but like, we record this on the day after the first presidential election in 2020, and this is the most low stakes lie that you can come up with. Also, of <laughs> by course, comparison. Also, it makes sense that if you're scared of water, you would steal a boat because you don't want to get wet. Yeah, what's like, the fucking the al- alternative? Drowning? The alternative like is getting soaked. Like the boat is there to protect you from water. That's the entire purpose of boats. Yeah. So that Joey made... wins, and Johnson is digitized. Uh, uh, it's so good. Condemned to wander the digital verse for eternity. Is it just me or does the digitization, whoa, that's a word, uh, digitization animation get better every time they do it or different at least? Not this time because we're back to the like season one effect where it's just that like after effect shatter, which we've seen before so many times. It's more dynamic than that. It looks like it's, he's being like torn up like paper. And it goes scattering in the in the breeze. Digital dancing. He, Digital he lived style. his life. <laughs> he lived his life like a candle in the wind. Uh, well, he's doomed. Bye, Johnson. Yep. Who could have seen this coming? Oh no! Oh, Long so, Johnson. <laughs> oh, Long Johnson. So Long Johnson. So Joey is. Celebrating, he runs over to Yugi and Taya, and you have a note what they do here, and it, yeah. I noticed that too. It's what, weird. What the fuck do they do here? What is this? Is it's, this? They like bump elbows. They like yeah. smack their air- elbows against each other. Which I don't know if you felt an elbow before. That's going to hurt. You've got a bone sticking out there. Like I get it. I get it. Okay, I get it this year, right? Like, you don't want to touch hands. You don't want to spread too many germs. So you do just a light kind of little little tap of the elbow. But no, it's like the elbow equivalent of a high five. They're putting some force behind it. Some like, ah, uh, like, yeah, I, uh. I, I can't even like, like do that motion. It's like they're, they're, they're not just bumping elbows. They're knocking their entire forearms together. Yeah, I have not. Is that a... Japanese thing or is it just animated weird? I've never seen this before. They've done high fives in this show. Yeah. They've done they've done pleasant handshakes. And he does it to Yugi too. 
Yeah, it's like everybody, everybody. This is a new secret handshake that they've always had, and we've just never seen before. <laughs> it's their their real friendship symbol is the secret elbow ah, smack. There it is. There it is. That was the off camera from episode one. <laughs> the shot we see is Taya doing the sharpie with the smiley face on all four of their hands. The 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 shot cuts. The the director calls cut, and then Taya goes, "Okay, but actually, we're gonna bump elbows, and that's how we'll know that we're like in the group." Okay. So if you go up to us later, and we go to high five, you'll know that it's not us; it's some ancient evil spirit controlling our bodies. Ah, there it is. There it is. Maybe this will become important later on. <laughs> no, y- Yugi will go to elbow bump Taya. <laughs> He'll just run right into her. She just won't like acknowledge or she'll judo flip him because she'll think that he's attacking her. Right. Yeah. And, and that's she'll how she'll use some, like ancient Egyptian martial arts. Right. Oh no. Merrick's back. <laughs> it's Merrick this whole time. That uh, would actually be a pretty good way to reintroduce Merrick. Now that I think. Yeah. About it. That would have been, fun. maybe we'll get there at some point. Uh, but then we end the episode with Joey asking Yugi where everyone else is and Yugi saying, well, we have to go find them. They're in danger because They've the, been big five, the big five, big five still wants to duel everybody. They're and dueling Joey everybody goes, out here. Hide your kids. <laughs> hide your wife. Uh, well, rumor has it there's a duelist in Jackson Park. <laughs> Uh, so Joey is like, wait a second, what do you mean? And they're dueling everybody. Who's everybody? Oh, you know, everyone. And he's like, he, he like grabs Yugi by the collar and lifts him up. And in this shot, we get from like down below Yugi's perspective. And Joey looks like three times taller than Yugi. Yeah, he looks like he's going to throttle Yugi <laughs> for just insinuating that and this is what he starts yelling at Yugi, insinuating that the Big Five is going to try dueling Serenity mm-hmm. because Serenity's never dueled before. She doesn't know how to duel. Serenity literally just got unblind like a month ago, maybe. Ooh, less than that, even. I mean, time between seasons is shoddy oh, yeah. at best. How long has it been? Uh, maybe a couple uh, of days. Okay, okay. Let's let's do the math on this. Because she so, got she got her vision back at like the end of the last season. Yes. Give or the, take a couple episodes. It was the day that Merrick had mind controlled Joey and forced him to duel Yugi while they had the anchors strapped to their ankles. Mm-hmm. Their an- anchor ankles. Their their ankle curse. Uh and that day was the day. Oh my God, that was the same day that they got to the Kaiba blimp. So she got her vision back literally like at most two days ago. At most she has had sight for 48 hours. Well, no, I guess I guess she could see that whole time. Well, no, she had bandages on for quite a long time. So she yeah, got the she bandages off. She was in rec- So it has been maybe 48 hours since she was in a hospital bed. Yeah. And so now this like businessman wants to play card games against her when she's like just getting reused to having depth perception. Right. Right. And like, you know, uh, uh, doing any sort of strenuous activity. Yeah. Seeing colors, 
moving. Well, when it rains, it pours, I guess. When it rains, it pours, because he yells in Yugi's face and books it out the door of the virtual courtroom. And that's the end of the episode. Bum, ba, ba. Uh, what was your favorite part of this episode? My favorite part of this episode was Johnson using his admin powers, his admin login to control the virtual world. Of yeah. course, he lives here. And he's working with the big bad to like have all this stuff happen. Of course, what you can use your admin powers to conf- control probability. Why haven't the other guys been doing this? You can turn yourself into a penguin. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, I think to be fair, I think Crump has, but he was so focused on the penguin part that that's what he did. He was like, <laughs> he found the console commands and went, oh, cool, uh, pseudo place at me uh, penguin. <laughs> and yeah. then just copy pasted that a few hundred times. And he like, pro- he probably made the like penguin environment to, to like set the rules of the duel so that Teo would get encased in ice the longer the duel goes. Sure. Gansley, I think, didn't mess with it at all because Gansley would pay people to do that. Yeah. It's Gansley doesn't him. code. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we have underlings for. That's why we have employees. Right. A workforce, as Gansley would yeah, say. Yeah, he's he's upper management. He doesn't he doesn't work in IT. He doesn't he doesn't sully his hands with the, the grease of a keyboard. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was it was logical that one of these guys would be basically playing God, hacking the world to win at a duel. And I'm kind of surprised we haven't planet. seen that yet. Hack he, the planet. He is hacking the planet. What was your favorite? I, I mean, my favorite, it, it's kind of related to that. I really enjoyed that they had this matchup between the guy who's like actively controlling all you know time and space and probability versus the guy who literally leaves everything to chance like that's joey's whole whole shtick you know he's got the dice cards he's got the card uh the the coin card um so having like that pitted against uh literal law and order i guess Uh uh-huh versus luck of the draw Uh, right right it's sort of like um pure chaos uh yeah yeah it's it's taking taking sort of the god of of pure chaos versus um i'm trying to i've been playing a lot of hades lately i'm trying to think of what the it's super good holy cow is it good it's maybe my favorite game this year like i know animal crossing came out this year but i might like it more than animal crossing just a little bit we'll see we'll see we'll we'll let a few months go by um but it would be like Demeter, the goddess of like order and seasons versus Hades. I don't know. I've, I can't come up with it with a <laughs> corollary here. But do you get where, what I'm saying? Yes, like the, I'm getting what you're throwing in, down. In a lot of the episodes so far, it's been like, okay, cool. It's like a penguin versus Taya. That's interesting. Fine. But this is like a very um uh like a matchup of of opposites which i like yeah uh how about the worst part of the episode for you worst part for me was that joey this guy was cheating to trap you for eternity and then 
God himself, the lord of this realm, came down and was like, hey, quit cheating. This duel is off. Uh, you're off the hook, Joey. Don't give him a second chance to do so just to prove a point. Like, you don't have to... Re- this is your entire mind and your body at stake here, Joseph. Don't give him a second yeah. chance to... Like, like you got a free out here. Like, even the referee was I- calling this out. Yeah, it is so it's so baffling to me that he's like, no, 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 let's just let's just keep going from here, you know, where he's been cheating for the last 20 minutes and getting a definite advantage. I think I got this. Like, at least start over. Yeah. I mean, he did win because he's a main character, but like, come on. (laughs) Plot armor. (laughs) What was your worst? I. Okay. As as nice as I thought the matchup was, I am so mad that after everything Joey's been through, his strategy is still just randomness. Right? Like yeah. all of all of his cards except for Flame Swordsman are basically just like luck of the draw shit. Like, even fucking Panther Warrior can't attack unless he sacrifices a monster, so he's relying on the luck of the draw to make sure he has a monster. I mean, I, Time Wizard is a, a spinner. He's oh, got I the dice cards. Wizard, yeah. Uh he's got the he's got the the gamble, which is a coin flip. And then this fucking arduous decision thing is up to like he only won because he smirked as or no, what what do you even say? He said are you sure? Uh, yeah, he said, are you sure? And then as Johnson was like, yeah, no, I'm sure. He's like, all right, I guess I'm going to go with the card on my left. And then he like smirks slightly and Johnson just like overthinks it and picks the wrong card. And that's it. It's entirely up to chance. Joey is playing with people who can manipulate the fabric of space time and this like you know capsule universe they're in mm-hmm. why is he still leaving everything to chance that's not it's not a smart move no you need to have an actual strategy with cards that you know are going to work yeah you can't you know. trust in the heart of the cards when the heart of the cards has been like hijacked by someone who can manipulate probability Exactly, exactly. And, like, okay, sure, you're drawing cards out of a deck, there's going to be some sort of probability, but, like, if you're going to rely on some sort of chance, just be like the fucking rare hunter that had six copies of Exodia. (laughs) Yeah, eventually Exodia was going to come out. That was a winning strategy for him. Sure, the amount of time might be variable, but eventually you're going to get there. Mm Mm-hmm. Come on, Joey. Anyway. Come on, Joey. I'm going to be saying that a lot this season. I can feel it. I can Come feel on, it in my bones. Joey. Come on, Joey. Come on, Joey. Uh, Joseph. <laughs> Joseph. Um, all right. That's going to be the end of that. Unless there's anything else about this episode you want to talk about. Nah, let's go on. All right. Let's move into the next part of the episode. Uh, the High Commissioner, Lauren, has joined us in the studio. Hi, Commissioner. Hi. Uh, and I don't know if you can hear Pepper whining in the background. Low Commissioner Pepper has has joined us. He is a low commissioner. (laughs) If you don't know who Pepper is, he's our miniature dachshund. He is is a very low... He's about an inch off the ground at the high parts. 
he's humble, which means not proud and low to the ground. Uh, he is whining in the back is what I was going to say. Um, Lauren has joined us. Uh, it's me. Hi, Commissioner Lauren. Hi. <laughs> That's never going to get old. <laughs> Every time. Not to me, it's not. Uh, has joined us for a little game that I like to call You Activated My Podcast Season 3, Yu-Gi-Oh! Or not. Season 2, colon, Enter the Task Dungeon. Hi, Lauren. Hi. How are you? I'm all right. I, yeah? I'm okay. Yeah. Doing well? I did one of those things where you're like sitting on the couch and then you realize that you fell asleep on accident. Oh, and yeah. And then you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I'm late for a very important podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. you aren't late. So, you're you're exactly on time. So I'm a little bit like, ooh, I don't know if that. That's um, actually probably a good frame of mind to be in for mm, this game. That's true. The very you know just sort of uh, neutral. That's true. At my whims. Yeah. Uh, so before we get into the game, uh, I wanted to relay to you both a correspondence. Uh, I have received a, a a missive from the architect, the mayor of Semi City listener simi simi has written in we had a we had a brief conversation about last week and then simi wrote in saying now it's important to note that you tyler speaking to to me predicted joey using flame swordsman as his deck master i remember making a note of that and giggling to myself that you had totally called it and i just want to say yes i did totally call it that joey would use flame swordsman as his deck master then as with every week the architect the mayor of simi city simi uh has written in a recap that I would like to share with the both of you this is of uh, last week's uh, Task Dungeon game. Simi is going to start a recap podcast of the two of your performances on <laughs> Yuki or not. Simi, honest to Task God, that would be great. Let us know a if you do that. We'll, we'll, we'll hype it up. Of a recap podcast. Of that'd, a game inside of a recap podcast. That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> we may, we uh, already says, have a two-hour recap of a 30-minute episode. So, <laughs> obviously, the next step is, like, four hours recapping our podcast. Whoa. Oh, but specifically recapping 20 minutes that happens inside this <laughs> yeah. podcast. It's just, it's like Inception, where time passes slower the further deep you are. Right. Podception. <laughs> The low commissioner has crawled into my lap, by the way. <laughs> um, Simi says, this time, Tyler, once again, excellent work. I'm not sure what Lauren was thinking in picking the uulating dragon with a focus on trip dicks, but based on the scenes as described, you had the much better trip performance dicks. overall. The point about fireworks was a good one, but I feel should have come down from Jimmy, not the clearly biased commissioner. Well, Looking a little sus, commish. Yeah. Jimmy, since Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon is a combo of three dragons, you missed a golden opportunity to use light and sound to make a complex and slow reveal of three soloists crescendoing into the big reveal of them all being one. I think the theme would be harmony and togetherness, beginning with a lonely song along the lines of One is the Loneliest Number, with each head getting a spotlight alone at one time. Then all three lit, but still looking like three different singers, leading into a full lighting, doing a We Are Family number, and I think that with the neck... Uh, and I think the neck twining was a decent idea. Uh, the final song being the graceful flying uh, to something like Fly Like an Eagle or Love Lifts Us Up. 
Oh my God, Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon singing Love's Lessons <laughs> would be amazing. Uh, but not with words, just with roaring. <laughs> right. Well, Simi, Simi talks about this. Simi says, uh, also, I don't think there is any reason the dragons couldn't talk. Look at your fantasy. Wyverns and drakes tend to be the lesser dragons and sometimes lack the intelligence, but generally dragons and fantasy can talk. And then finally, the the architect, mayor of Simi City, Simi says- I was basing says, him off his appearance in the anime in which he has roared. That's, and that, I, fi- I think that's fair. Uh, Simi closes this out with the lesson to learn. The lesson to learn this week is Lauren clearly loves weird dick things. So <laughs> I think you know what must be done. And then Simi provided the uh, Kylo Ren meme where it's just Kylo Ren looking sad saying, I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. <laughs> oh, no. So thank you again, Simi. Uh, uh, as ever, your emails are one of the highlights of my week. Um <laughs> I would just like to say, yeah. uh, I, I I mean, as the high commissioner, I don't really need to defend my choices. No, my no, decisions. not at all. Your, your decision you is final. There are no refunds. You are not Tyler, you did have the the song that like actually would win Eurovision. I know. But the thing is, is that like, I'm always disappointed with who wins Eurovision. Like I rarely That's agree true. with That's it. That's very true. It's rarely the the act that I have voted for personally. So in my fantasy Eurovision, in a world where monsters perform at Eurovision, that that's what I went with. That's you know what? You don't have to defend yourself to me. I'm just relaying the message from the architect, <laughs> and uh, and we'll move on. Uh, all right. As ever, as always. The game you activated in my podcast season three, you or not season two under the task dungeon is a game in which Jimmy and I each have a team of monsters from season three. We each pick one and then Lauren gives us a task, which those monsters must complete. Whoever has the answer that Lauren likes the most is declared the winner. The low commissioner is licking the high commissioner's face. And I'm sure that got on the mic. Positive. That got on the mic. Nepotism. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm not sorry. Jimmy, I believe you, did you pick first last time or did I pick first last time? I We do this think... once a week. You'd think I'd be able to remember. Yeah, I think. I think you think... picked first, Tyler. Okay, so Jimmy, you... you pick first this week. Oh, yeah. Wait, yeah. I thought no. I did. I've no, felt... Jimmy picked first because I did my description first. Yeah, so, okay, so sorry. So I will pick first this week and then yes. Jimmy, you'll do your description first. Okay, I'm going to pick Cyberjar. Maybe you should write down which one of you picked first. Wait, uh, maybe. It oscillates every week, so all we need to do is write it down once. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. All right, you're picking Cyberjar. I picked Cyberjar, a wow, level three Cyber rock Jar. effect monster with 900 attack and 900 defense. Hmm. Jimmy, who will your combatant be this week? You have some you have some good ones still in your team. Uh, Time Wizard is there. Twin Headed Thunder Dragon. Right Arm of the Forbidden One. Obelisk. <laughs> pardon me. Obelisk the Tormentor. Dark Paladin is there. Giant Germ and Jinzo are still on the list. Our boy Beta the Magnet Warrior is still in your yeah, team. Yeah, we didn't get to see Jinzo any of these last two episodes, which is kind of surprising. Which is a little surprising, yeah. But well, I mean, we're going to see a lot more of Joey. We are going to see much more of Joey. Uh, let's see. At some point, they have to enter the Shadow Realm, so we'll At see Jinzo. <laughs> well, you know, since it's the beginning of October tomorrow, 
Uh, and it's spooky. We're entering the spooky season. I'm going to go with Jinzo. <gasps> All right. Let's kick things off Jinzo. right. Classics. Classic choice. Solid choice. Okay, I'm pulling up the page for Jinzo here. And I'm going to pull up the page for... Uh, where do you go? Cyberjar. It's not just a regular jar. It's a cyber jar. <laughs> and actually, it's not even a jar. Yeah, it's, it's a little satellite. Completely closed. Just like a weird space junk. Yeah. With teeth. All right, all right. Showing your bias already. What? Uh, so, as... You know I don't like cyber jar. I know. It's, this is going to be a tough sell for me. Uh, all right. As with every week, Lauren, now it is your turn to give us a task. Well, this is going to be a very semi-centric episode because we have yet another suggestion from from the same initial suggestion email from the architect mayor of Simi City, Simi. Oh, this is from the uh, the original tome, the 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 tablet yes. laid down by the architect in the yes. days of yore. Indeed, indeed. Brought down from the mountain. <laughs> Uh, so there's a, there's a title and a description on today's task for you. Okay. Lay it on me. It's your move, Ingde. (laughs) You've been roped into helping someone move. (laughs) How does your monster contribute? Things to consider, speed and strength, special skills or movement, size, and anything else that could help or hinder. Oh my God. All right. You are the friend with the truck that everyone says, hey, can you ha- I'm moving on Saturday. Uh, okay. All right. Why are you sad about this, Tyler? I, Maya doesn't have any arms. <laughs> um, okay. I picked first. So, Jimmy, it is up to you to describe. I want to say I had this one pre-decided before you picked your monsters. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, Jimmy, it is up to you to describe first how Jinzo helps Jinzo's friend move. Uh, well, as we've seen in the show, uh, Jinzo is extremely tall. He towers over Joey. He's got a very tall neck, and most of his contribution is going to be dusting the tops of shelves, getting down paintings, uh, perhaps unscrewing that chandelier that you're so fond of that's been passed down from your grandmother. Jinzo is a very tall man. Uh, he can also help with moving boxes. He can carry a lot of them because he's so tall. He's got a lot of arms to work with there. Um, More things about Jinzo. He's got pretty strong attack. I'm not sure how that translates effectively into (laughs) moving power, but that means he is pretty strong, so he can carry a lot of boxes. Uh, Let's see. Looking at Jinzo here, you would think that he has some psychic powers and could, like, levitate stuff with his mind. But we don't really see a whole lot of that in the show, so I'm going to skip over that bit. He is purely physical when it comes to moving stuff around. Um, But I do want to point out, trap cards and their effects on the field cannot be activated to negate all trap effects on the field. There is no situation in which you will be carrying a box and step on something that you don't see. Oh, yeah. Okay. So when you're going up and down stairs, there's never going to be uh, there's never going to be like a toy or uh, a small wiener dog on the stairs that <laughs> you might accidentally step on. Uh, Important. It's negated. So 
the path to your moving van, the path to your car is always going to be clear while you're moving. That is just one of the many, many attributes that Jinzo has helping you move. Um, and he also looks scary. So he, if someone gets pissed off at your movers, like coming in causing a ruckus, all he has to do is look at them and they'll run away. Like our neighbors did when last time I moved. They got pissed at you guys. Oh. They got pissed beca- at me personally because the moving van like knocked a branch off their tree, and yeah. like oh. I just live here. I'm not responsible for that. That w- you have to talk yeah. to the movers about that. And I feel like if Jinzo was there helping out in this situation, you they would see this like seven foot tall, uh, horrific, uh, bald man with a face mask and. Hightail it in the other direction. That's how Jinzo helps move. You will always have uh, a, a nice supply of boxes. You will always not step on things on the ground. Nice. Hmm. 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 Tyler? Hmm. Hmm. So... You know when you're moving and you've got like a lot of stuff that you can't necessarily ship yourself and you don't necessarily have like a friend with a truck. So you hire those um, like pods, those like oh, shipping yes. containers for hire that you can move <laughs> your your furniture and, and shit into and then like they move the shipping container for you. Are those for moving? So- I always thought they were just like temporary storage. I think they can be used for for any of the above. Cyberjar is one of those. <laughs> Cyberjar is the friend that will show up at your house and let you load stuff into it. Eat all your stuff. But, I mean, yes, store store your stuff, and then just chill in space. Cyberjar hangs out in space. Weight is not an issue for Cyberjar. You can put as many couches and big screen TVs in Cyberjar as you need and Cyberjar is happy to help out. You can tell because Cyberjar is constantly smiling. That big toothy grin. Cyberjar is the friend with the truck, the truck, and the, 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 the storage unit that you need to make sure that all of your stuff is safe while you do all the hard work of actually moving. And because Cyberjar is just hanging out in orbit, you don't even need to particularly hurry with moving. Cyberjar will be there when you need it. So you can go off on a vacation if you want and know that everything that you put into Cyberjar is going to be secure for as long as you need it to be because Cyberjar is in space. Ain't nobody going to fuck with Cyberjar. Cyberjar is in space. What's going to happen to it? For everything that you need to keep keep frozen, you could put you could put food in Cyberjar, and then Cyberjar goes into space, and the cold vacuum of space is going to keep that food fresh. Cyberjar is an all-in-one solution, is what I'm trying to say. Cyberjar could be sold by the likes of uh, uh, Billy Mays <laughs> on on infomercials. Cyberjar is is honestly the friend that everyone wants to be friends with because it's the the universal solution for all things uh, shipping and storage. May offer There's also a, a card rebuttal. effect here. 
well, just real quickly, because you brought in a card effect for Jinzo. The card yes. effect for Cyberjar says that Cyberjar does technically have the ability to just destroy all monsters on the field. Cyberjar's not interested in destroying things necessarily. The The other ability of Cyberjar is that it also allows both players to reveal the top five cards from their deck and then special summon all revealed level four lower monsters. So when you're moving back, or not back, but when you're moving into your new place not necessarily moving out of your old place but moving into the new place cyberjar it has the ability to automatically furnish your new home with a lot of those smaller items so if you're putting like the the potted flowers and stuff in cyberjar cyberjar is going to go ahead and take care of that for you and then you know sort of help you out with the bigger pieces as well all right jimmy what's your what's your rebuttal it's less of a rebuttal as it is a technicality but uh, uh-huh. spacecraft the main problem with spacecraft is not staying warm it's staying cool because um, the constant battering of the sun actually heats stuff up very badly and so they have to find novel ways of uh, cooling such things like the international space station i would argue you that the giant weird veins on cyberjar are a liquid cooling Okay, I just wanted to point that out. Because Cyberjar, I'll be honest, looks like a giant technological testicle. That is not the phrase I would use to describe Cyberjar. <laughs> nope, that hadn't crossed that, my that mind. That hadn't uh, crossed my mind either. Now it has, and you're welcome. It has, no. Uh, it's got these, it's got, the, you know, some some big old veins, and uh, that's a, yeah, that's a liquid cooling system. Is uh, that what you see in Cyberjar? keep uh keep cool things cool and uh, hot things hot is that is that what you see when you look at cyberjar is that what you what see a, when you look at your own balls please a, go see a, a doctor a te- <laughs> a, uh, you live a, in the uk you can just do that text i don't want to hear text-ticle. what you're about to end the sentence with text textical nope like a technological i understand bollock. that and i refuse to hear it <laughs> uh Boy, I'm glad that these words will be recorded in perpetuity. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, all that to say, Jimmy, I hear what you're saying, and you're wrong. Whoa. <gasps> Gasp. All right. Is there anything else that you wanted to, to rebut about uh, Jinzo's approach to shipping and handling? Nope. All right. Tyler, any closing marks? Jinzo is a good friend. Um, <laughs> we all you... love Jinzo. I love Jinzo. Unlike most friends, uh, which you pay in pizza. Okay. I did want to say, so I... bring, well, oh. bring up one thing. Is it related to pizza? It is. Okay. <laughs> well, what's your thing? Jinzo can't eat pizza. He's wearing a mask. Neither, <laughs> neither can Cyberjar. He's a robot. <laughs> So I guess they cancel each other out. Neither of these guys is going to eat your pizza when they're when you're moving. So what do you pay him with then? Friendship. Yeah, Jinzo helps you out out of the goodness of his heart. Wow, there's goodness in his heart. There's, there's something heart. in his heart. It's hard to look, hard to <laughs> grasp just by looking at him. Listen, Jinzo is showing up to help you move. Are you going to second guess his motives? <laughs> I'm not gonna. Second guess anything. Yeah, not not to his face. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have outlined our arguments and rebuttals. Hi, Commissioner Lauren. As you Sorry. continue to play with the headphone splitter, 
Uh, hi, Commissioner Lauren. Hi. It is your turn <laughs> to determine who is the victor this week. So I did choose this ahead of time. And Tyler, I did wonder how you were going to... Um, how you are going to undertake this task jimmy i think undertook it in a like very straightforward way but tyler you had to be quite creative with it um and i i like your i like your solution i'm gonna give it to cyber jar much as i don't really like cyber jar i thought that was a creative solution and i enjoyed it yeah cyber jar the living U-Haul. <laughs> that's actually I'm sure in the that's exactly <laughs> the intent. Um, that's what I'm writing in the spreadsheet. The living U-Haul. Uh, all right. Well, thank you. I'm I'm very I'm I'm flattered to finally uh, to finally win one. Win win one you for the won one for the, well for, uh, a second one uh, <laughs> to win again. Uh, thank you. And Jimmy, well fought. I, I liked, I liked Jinzo's moving plan a lot. Yeah. I, I like Jinzo better in general. But as far as who would help you move, you would call Cyberjar the correct choice. Have fun Seems stepping like on traps. a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to basically the end of the episode. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at youactivatedmypodcast at gmail.com. You can go to our website, use our contact form. That's heartofthe.cards. You can also see uh, the spreadsheet that I made for Enter the Task Dungeon so you can keep up on who uh, has been played so far and who's winning. And if you are listening from America, please make sure that you're registered to vote and vote for Joe Biden this year because we are going to vote that mess out of office. And uh, yeah, oh, uh, in the show notes, as with every week, there's a link to blacklivesmatters.card.co. That's a place where you can go and find a lot of great resources for helping support uh, black people in America and around the world. Uh, Actually, at this point, they've added some more links in there. Um, So go and, uh, uh, you know, study at least. If you can't donate anything, that's fine. There's a lot of ways that you can actually help out without paying money. So check that out uh, after you're done registering to vote. Uh, Next week, we are going to be doing the episode titled Mechanical Mayhem Part 1. Ooh. Uh... Jimmy, can I give you the translated title real quick? Oh, please. <laughs> the translated title. A Man's Path of Glory. Honda's Honorable Defeat. Gasp. A Man's Path of Glory. The story of the Japanese car industry. There it is. <laughs> Uh, all right, I'm sorry. All right, so that's what we'll be doing next week. And until next time... Your mind will be sentenced to wander this cyber universe for all eternity without bail. <laughs>